there are some things that are, are so ordinary that it's easy for you and I just to miss how amazing or significant they are. Let me give you an example. Last week, my daughters strapped themselves into a chair in a, a tube that was pressurized and flew at 30,000 feet at almost 600 miles an hour as they flew home from school. That's kind of amazing if you think about it. There are even more amazing examples just in, in your house. right? The, the very fact that this morning perhaps you, you woke up and went to your sink and, and opened the tap and out came clean, drinkable water. Perhaps you can think of the, the microwave that sits perhaps above your, your stove. You, you put something in there and, and 30 seconds later it's piping hot and ready to eat. The fact that you have heat. Or in the summer, air conditioning. Things that are so common and so taken for granted, we don't even really think about it much anymore. But when you stop and consider for for just a moment, things that are are so common and yet so amazing. Christmas is one of those holidays that is so common, so easy and and, and thought about for for such a long time that it's it's easy to miss just not only what's happening, happening, but how significant it is. For you and I, we've been hearing about Christmas since, what, middle of October? I think some stores had already put out their Christmas decorations at at the the beginning of October, maybe even the end of September. We've heard Christmas songs now for, for weeks on the radio or perhaps on your own playlist. And now, by the time Christmas actually rolls around, it's easy to miss just all that's happened and, and how significant it is what happens on Christmas Day. In fact, when you and I talk about things that are amazing, when we see something that, that causes us to stop because of how impressive or how amazing it is, oftentimes our descriptions of that become very wordy. Right? We, we use all sorts of, of words to try and describe the... Uh, just the awesome nature of what we've witnessed. This morning, John uses nine words in the Greek, ten in English. Listen to what he says. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Those nine Ten words were the first ones we read. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Doesn't sound that impressive. Doesn't sound all that amazing. But it's describing a a miracle of miracles. For the, the very one who holds all things, who holds the, the vastness of the universe in his hands, is now being held in the arms of his mother Mary. The one who who spoke and brought things into existence simply by a simple word now communicates in unintelligible grunts and groans and cries. The God who has all power lies helpless and dependent on Mary and Joseph. The one who is eternal, 
who knows no beginning or end, steps into time and is born in a manger. And why? Why would, why would God himself step down from his throne in heaven and step into a, a, a dirty manger? Well, there's a, a really common and, and easy to understand uh, answer. Sin. Those common sins that are, are so easily overlooked and, and easily forgotten by you and me are the very reason why God came down to earth from heaven. Those white lies we tell others or ourselves, the thoughts we have in our heart and in our mind about others when they say things we don't agree with or they, they hit all the right buttons, the anger and frustration we feel at our hearts when things don't move as fast as we think they should or people think other things as far as how the country should be run, how the workplace should be run, why we should we wear masks, any number of different things that we can, well, agree to disagree on. But in my heart, what I have is anger and frustration and a lack of patience. All those common sins, you and I don't give a second thought to. God doesn't ignore. He doesn't excuse all those common everyday sins that just continue to pile up on our record, God saw and he doesn't forget or ignore but instead chose to do something about. And so, God becomes flesh. The word, the promises made in God's word in the Old Testament becomes real in that the one who made those promises comes to earth in the form of a child so that he could take, take away all of our sins. An extraordinary God becomes an ordinary man. That's the way the prophet Isaiah described at the end of chapter 52 and into, into the beginning of chapter 53, that there would be nothing that would draw us to our Savior if he was an ordinary guy. An uncommon God becomes a common man, like you and like me, so that he could show an uncommon grace and mercy. He becomes man so that he could, could live perfectly in our place. He takes on human flesh so that that flesh could be nailed to a cross and his blood be poured out so that all of our sins could be washed away. He gives up his life just so that he can take it back up and rise on Easter so that he could assure us that eternal life is ours. So that he could assure and promise us that not only are our common sins forgiven, but even those sins that are unique to you and me, completely washed away. In fact, all sins paid for and taken care of. On Christmas, God himself comes to earth. And yet it's so easy for us to miss. Whether it's by distraction or simply a, a prolonged exposure to everything Christmas, it's so easy to miss 
the miracle of miracles that happens. God comes to earth to save us. So don't miss it. God has made his dwelling among us. In his love and in his mercy has taken on flesh to save us. Rejoice. Christ is born. Amen.